Florida Matters is supported by WUSF members just like you. Your donation of $5 or $25 will help ensure public radio thrives. And thanks to Candy Olson, an additional $50 will be added to your donation. Visit WUSF.org match to maximize your gift today. This is Florida Matters. I'm Robin Sussingham. This week, a conversation with Tampa's newly elected mayor, Jane Castor. Mayor Castor served on Tampa's police force for 31 years, becoming the department's first female police chief in 2009. Tampa voters chose her to become their mayor in a runoff election against David Straz on April 23rd. Jane Castor, welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate it. So as we record this, you've just been interviewed by a national public radio program about the issue of being the mayor and gay. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the focus on your sexuality? Because it really didn't come up at all right. during the campaign. Right. It didn't come up at all. And I think that says a lot about our community and, first of all, the accepting way of our community, but more importantly, that our community, Tampa, is focused on getting a leader, a mayor who has the skill, knowledge, and experience to get things done, to focus on the issues that matter to them day to day. So how do you feel about now national publications, organizations, broadcast um, mm-hmm. is coming to you and asking you to talk about it, asking you whether you're a role model mm-hmm. or what do you think the significance of well, this is? there is a significance. I'll use the same analogy that I used when I was sworn in as the first female chief of police. At the time, I said I wanted to be remembered as a good chief, not as the first female at the end of my tenure. But with that said, it wasn't lost on me, the significance of being the first. And that's the same thing here as the mayor. You know, I want to be remembered as a good mayor at the end of my term, not as the first LGBTQ mayor. Did you think about how you wanted to handle that issue during the campaign? Or did you just let it play out? No, I just let it play out because, it again, it, it really didn't come up and it and really hasn't come up. It didn't come up while I was a chief of police and uh, didn't come up throughout the campaign. But I fully understand the significance of that being the first, especially in the southeast. In the and southeast. It, and, it's, and it's important. You know, it is an important issue to show that acceptance and that inclusion and ensure that that not only do I continue to fight for equal rights for everyone, but also to be that role model so kids can look up and say, hey, I can be what I want to be. It was interesting because I even spoke to people who didn't even realize your sexual orientation until after when yeah. you in your acceptance speech when mm-hmm. you're when your partner and you were yes. on the stage together. Yes. And it just it was interesting that Right. It, and and really it's just not that big of a deal. I went to a prayer breakfast one morning and more than one person came up to me and said, you know, I don't necessarily agree with your lifestyle, but I'm voting for you because I think that you'll be a good leader. And that's fair enough. That kind of leads into a question I wanted to ask you about Tampa. Are you a lifelong resident? Yes, born and raised here 59 years ago. (laughs) So what are the biggest changes that you've seen in Tampa, do you think? We've grown slowly over the last couple of decades. And now it just seems that this city is really on fire right now. And it's a very, very exciting time. It is the most exciting time 
of my adult life, I've said more than once that this city's going to change more in the next 10 years than it has in my entire lifetime. And we have a very unique opportunity here. We have the opportunity to create the city that we want, you know, a city we want to live and work in and a city we'll be proud to pass off to the next generation. So that growth is really exciting in it a lot exciting. of ways. And there's some transformational development going on in downtown mm-hmm. Tampa. But what are the problems that you see mm-hmm. with some of that growth? Well, the issues that I'm going to focus on with the growth, first and foremost, is transportation. That is our biggest issue here, our Achilles heel, not just in Tampa or Hillsborough County, but in the entire Tampa Bay area. And as I have said in the past, we never lacked for good ideas in transportation. We lacked for funding. So with the All for Transportation, we'll be able to implement some of those transportation solutions while taking care of the issues that need to be addressed. Maintenance in our roads, repaving, uh, lighting our streets up to make them safer, a comprehensive sidewalk plan that starts at the schools and moves out from there. So there's a lot of things that we can focus on in the transportation area. Other areas that I will be focusing on, affordable housing, that is something that Tampa, we were built by immigrants and we are a very, very diverse city and we're a city that embraces that diversity. So the last thing that we can have is people priced out of the city of Tampa. Everyone should be able to live in a home that they can be proud of in a neighborhood that they want to be in here in Tampa. And so a very, very laser focus on affordable housing and then workforce development as well. We'll we'll get into some of those things, but I want to go back to transportation for a moment. That is one of the issues closest to your Mm -hmm. heart, I think. And you are serving now on the board of the Hillsborough Area Regional Transit Authority, HART. Yes. So you're the first mayor in 16 years to serve Mm -hmm. on that board, and you wanted to serve on that board personally, I think for one reason, because they're going to be coming into quite a bit of money, the All for Transportation referendum, which raised the sales tax in Hillsborough County to fund transit, Mm -hmm. is going to be coming online. So Mm -hmm. there's going to be a lot of money involved in this. And were you hoping for greater oversight of the board by... By sitting on it personally? Right. Well, it's, you know, transportation is one of the, the main focuses in our city right now. So to me, uh, it was logical to be a part of the heart board. I believe that th- our bus system is in essence going to be reinvented. They're going to have the funding necessary to do that, which will translate into reliable bus service to neighborhoods that have never seen it before. And then looking at, you know, our streetcars, ways that we'll be able to provide those transportation solutions. I want to be a part of that. So you talked about bus service. In addition to traditional bus service and providing more routes and more frequent routes, Yes. there's also this plan for bus rapid transit. Yes. Do you see that coming online with these funds? I do. That is a solution that's been talked about for over a decade. And I believe that there are still a few issues that need to be flushed out with that. But we need some type of a transit system that will connect Pinellas County, Hillsborough County, and Pasco County. So bus rapid transit is sort of like a train on the road. In other yes. words, it would be a dedicated lane. stops, yes. dedicated mm-hmm. lane. 
But as you said, it's been talked about for a long time. Things kind of move slowly in this They area. do in transportation. I know. it, uh, And it, it's a little frustrating. I had a conversation about transportation the other day and, you know, some possibilities of east-west connectors and expansion in other areas. And uh, someone said, well, you know, we'll get an environmental study done in three or four years. And I was thinking, oh, it's more along the lines of we're going to have the solution in place in three or four years. So let's see if I can the latest, speed that up. Would, right, right. Things move slowly, though. I know. And in a field of transportation, it's very ironic that you're talking about transportation and things move very slowly. But there are things that you feel like you can do more quickly. I mean, fixing a sidewalk doesn't seem like it should take that long. Exactly. Repaving streets, sidewalks, streetlights, those types of things. And then the activation of the CSX lines that go all the way from South Tampa through downtown Ybor, East Tampa out to USF. That would be a game changer for those neighborhoods while relieving a great deal of congestion off of the roadways along those neighborhoods. An extension of the streetcar that goes from Ybor City to downtown, taking that through downtown to Tampa Heights and then all the way through Seminole Heights. It would allow for the connectivity of all of those neighborhoods and the potential of getting rid of your car. You're looking at different forms of transportation. Using our waterways as a form of transportation as well. Whatever we can do to reduce the congestion on the streets and reduce the need for a car. You've talked about walkability and bikeability. As you know, as the former chief of police, a very dangerous city for walking and Mm -hmm. biking. What do we do about that? One, we need to continue to try to, to make our streets, our roadways safer for biking, pedestrians, and the other forms of transportation that are coming, the e-scooters, the e-bicycles, you know, all of those things are coming. So making our roadways safer, getting the driving public used to the, the biking or pedestrian public and vice versa, but also developing greenways wherever we can through public-private partnerships. So in West Shore, there are plans for some greenways out there that will connect residential with retail and take the cyclists and the pedestrians off of the roadways while cutting the distance of their transit. So what would a greenway be? A greenway would just basically be a path that would traverse public and private right-of-way. And so it would be utilized only for pedestrians and bicycles and forms of transportation other than So you don't feel like you're taking your life vehicles. in your hand exactly. by exactly. <laughs> riding your bike along. Right. So you'll kind of use your bully pulpit then to yes. push some of these ideas? To push that and to, to really um, forge those relationships between, you know, the public entity or the private entities and the city of Tampa so that we can provide those greenways and and encourage the pedestrians and the cyclists because aside from the lack of congestion or reduction of congestion out on our streets, I mean, look at the health benefits, the reduction in pollution, and then the, the personal health benefits from getting out on a bicycle or walking. Yeah, if there was some attractive place to go ride your bike to get downtown. Yes, that you didn't take your life in your hands. Exactly. (laughs) Doing so. So you have an interesting background as the former chief of police. Mm -hmm. And it seems that you in that role would have formed some pretty strong ideas about crime, social issues, Mm -hmm. uh, victims of crime. Mm -hmm. How do you bring that experience into your job as mayor? 
to bring that into the job as mayor, the benefit is the awareness. You know, my knowledge. I know every neighborhood from having patrolled for 31 years. I know the problems, the issues in the particular neighborhoods or know who to contact to talk about those problems and those issues and certainly understand the victimization and the need for social justice in so many different areas. And one of the things that we work so diligently towards in cooperation with all of our citizens was not only a reduction in crime and making our city safer, but also was reducing the number of victims. That was always the most important statistic to me, was the number of citizens who were not victims of crime because of the actions of the police officers and the citizens working together. As you mentioned, the increased lighting on the streets, that's such a simple solution. It is a simple solution that, you know, not only reduces crime, but also will reduce those accidents when you illuminate our roadways and sidewalks. Going back a minute to the affordable housing issue, Mm -hmm. you're walking a balance between being excited about new development, Water Street, Mm -hmm. um, but these are bringing in really luxury condos and luxury developments and wanting to encourage affordable housing. How do you walk that line? I mean, you don't want to make rules so onerous for developers that they go to a different city Mm -hmm. they go somewhere else. Correct. What's your philosophy? There is a balance in that, but I believe that it's a balance that can be met. And so looking at what we can do in affordable housing, one is a reduction on one hand, a reduction in the cost of the construction if you look at what the definition of affordable housing is, it's 180 dollars to $220,000 for a home. That's not many citizens' definition of affordable. So what can we do to reduce that bottom line, whether it is relaxation of some of the codes for parking and retail, providing city lots to developers so that they can take that price off the bottom line, looking at the mom-and-pop motels along Nebraska, turning that into homes for young millennials. You know, all types of avenues that we can explore to reduce the price either of a home or a rent. A lot of people can afford the monthly mortgage payment or rent payment, but they don't have that down payment or they have bad credit. Looking at programs that we can take care of that to bridge the gap between how much a home costs and what the home buyer can actually afford. So those are things that we will be exploring, looking at set-asides, whatever we can do to provide affordable homes in all of our neighborhoods. We've been talking on Florida Matters a little bit about inclusionary zoning that came up in the legislative session this time. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your feeling on that, where you require a developer to set aside 10 Mm -hmm. or 15% of the development for low-income housing? Mm -hmm. And that's something that we are in the process of exploring, looking at those set-asides. Is it 10 to 15% of a development that is affordable or they provide the requisite amount of funds into a bank that would allow for affordable housing? Or do you look literally at the 10 to 15% of set-asides regardless of where it's at? And there are cities that have used all of those models. So we will explore anything and everything that we can 
to provide that affordable housing as quickly as possible. So that legislation in Tallahassee about prohibiting inclusionary zoning in towns, that's also something that local municipalities were balking at, This yes. what they felt was an erosion of home rule from yes. Tallahassee. Is that something you've been following? Yes. It seems that there's a consistent attempt to erode home rule. I think that that's a significant issue here in our state. Can you see their point, though, of wanting uniformity in some regulations or some laws? Yes, in some regulations. But from what I'm seeing, those boundaries are being stepped over. This is Florida Matters. I'm Robin Sussingham, and I'm in the studio with Tampa Mayor Jane Castor. I want to introduce you a little bit to our listeners, especially those who aren't from Tampa and may not have heard that much about you. Are you married? No, I'm not married. Do you have kids? I do. I have two boys, Sergey and Seely. They are adopted from the Ukraine, and they are two months apart, and they're getting ready to turn 20 years old. So they're in college. All right. And how old were they when when you adopted them? Uh, 19 and 21 months. Are they brothers? Were they biological uh -uh. brothers? They were in the same orphanage. Did you go over to the Ukraine then? Uh Uh-huh. What about pets? Do you have any pets? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Bad subject. Yes, I do. I've had dogs my entire life. Had two lab rescues. One, the most wonderful dog in the world, Sully, a yellow lab. We had to have him put down. I'm sorry. Uh, Such a sweet dog. I know it breaks your heart, doesn't it? And then we, my partner and I, have two other mixes that we got from the Humane Society. I have my little red, who's a Chihuahua and Schnauzer mix, which is two really mean personalities. (laughs) But he's as cute as he can be. And people ask, what kind of dog is that? And I said, too much wine at the Humane Society event. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we currently have three dogs. No cats. No cats. You know, I'm allergic to cats. It's interesting. Um, I had them all my life as a youngster. I'm one of five kids. And we grew up out in the country, so there were pets everywhere. But still, as an adult, I'm allergic to cats. So, I mean, you walk into a house that has cats and you start sneezing? It's not that bad anymore. It was when I was younger. It it actually, I've developed that allergy from wherever. As a young police officer in my mid and late 20s, and I would go in someplace and, you know, especially in small confined areas where they had a number of cats, and I'd be like, you've got to come outside. You know, you're this is not one of the dangers the you done. expected. I know, you right, right. The yeah, they don't teach you that in the academy, <laughs> right? Okay, and cat allergies, that's another danger you need to look out for. Yeah. Right. So what about your favorite food? My favorite food is just about everything. Now, I, now you got to pick some. I know. I some. love to try different foods. And now, you know, I've lived in Seminole Heights my entire adult life since I was 21 years old. And now it's the hip place to oh, be. So many restaurants. I know. And they have so many restaurants there. So, hmm, if I had to pick my favorite I tell you what, recently it has been Michelle Fiedo's Cuban sandwiches. That's a good Tampa answer. I know it really is. <laughs> and it's the truth, too. I just, matter of fact, I had one last night. I had uh, half of one left over in the refrigerator. And I, we had a an event, the mayor's ball. And I never had the opportunity to eat. I was uh, taking photos and talking to people. Hobnobbing, so, I know. So I had to do it when I got home. And your partner is Anna Cruz. Anna Cruz. And she is mm-hmm. a lobbyist. Mm-hmm. She works for uh, Ballard Partners. Do you guys cook? She does. She is an incredible, incredible chef. She's How amazing. Nice. I tell you, she's one of those people that her idea 
of a fun evening is to have like 30 people over and cook for them and do it all herself. And she just loves it. And 30 people would be my family. That would be like a Thanksgiving or a Christmas or something like that. I certainly don't have 30 friends over You have a a big extended family. I have a very big family. Yeah, Mm -hmm. a lot of nieces and nephews. Yes. Uh What about your favorite restaurant? Favorite restaurant... I would say right now, Edison's just went there the other night. Oh, Mise en Place. Uh, there's a hundred. Now, see, you can't get me in that corner. Because <laughs> then I've got my neighborhood. I've got Ichikoro, Front Porch, Sea House, Rooster in the Till. So I've got all of those. Oh, Eulalie as well. You know, I live on the river. I've lived on the river for, gosh, almost 20 years, right down by Lowry Park Zoo. And uh, as I tell people, certainly not during the campaign. I haven't been out on my boat in uh, way, way, way too long. But for some reason, I don't know, it's some sort of defect with my boat. But as I go down the river, it always veers into you lately. (laughs) Defect. Right. I don't know what it is. I have to find out with a manufacturer. But their charbroiled oysters are to die for. And we like to say in the Castor family, I like to fish. But we're so bad at it that I usually say we go boating unless with a guide. My younger brother's a good fisherman. And my son, Sergey, anything he can do on the water, scuba dive, fishing, boating, anything. What about sports? You were a basketball player. Are you mm-hmm. still playing any basketball? Used to be somebody. I know. <laughs> way, way, way back. I actually went to the University of Tampa on an athletic scholarship, which was, I often say, was the opportunity of a lifetime for me and really opened up every door for me throughout my life. I played basketball and volleyball in college, but the beauty of basketball, I believe, is the perfect sport because you can play by yourself up to full court five on five. When the women's final four was here, there was a WNBA player that held a camp for young girls at the Police Athletic League. So I was up there shooting around. Are you a runner? No, I wish I was. I've never been good at running. I I wish I was. The only runner's high I ever got was when it was over. But, you know, I can go play basketball and it's okay. But if you say go out and run five miles, um, but a cyclist, I've been an avid cyclist my entire adult life. So these mm-hmm. issues of getting around transportation, walkability, bikeability, right. that hits home for you. It does hit home for me. I've ridden out on the roads as a cyclist, and I understand the dangers and that sometimes the motorists are at fault and sometimes the cyclists are at fault. So the responsibility lies on both. Wear a helmet. Oh, I always wear a helmet. I was in the MS 150-mile bike ride, and I was in a line. We were doing about 24 miles an hour, and somebody up front crashed, and I ended up going over someone's bike and landed right on my helmet and it cracked the helmet so i am always wear my helmet let me ask you before we go we've talked about some of the changes in tampa some of the things going on what's something that you would love to see for tampa in the future you know we are just such a great vibrant city what i would like to see at the end of my tenure is a city that continues to embrace its diversity But to see that every citizen in Tampa has been able to enjoy and participate in the success and prosperity that we are sure to realize. What about the environment? Would you be willing to commit the city to becoming 100% committed Mm -hmm. to renewable resources? Yes, I would commit to that, but it's the time frame on that. You know, that's not something that we could do overnight. There's clearly a price tag attached to that. Look at taking the city fleet to electric. 
you know, it's difficult for us to even fund replacement vehicles in the city now. And if you look at electric, you're adding to that that bottom line. So that definitely is a goal that we will work towards in a myriad of different areas. But again, it's something that you have to also consider the fiscal responsibility in that. Is that something you could take the money from the all for transportation money and use it for something like that? No. Or is that money really right, dedicated that to That money is dedicated specific. to different specific areas. And then talking about that on a renewable and on a, the subject of being green, I believe that's not just city government's responsibility. That's every single citizen doing what they can do every single day to reduce our carbon footprint in Tampa. I heard a statistic the other day that the average person uses 100 gallons of water a day. You know, just ways that we as individuals can be much greener. Have you started trying to do that yourself? Oh, my goodness. I have done that forever. I am known for going over to friends' homes and literally taking things out of the garbage and putting them into the recycling bin. Some of my friends actually dubbed me the recycling police. But yes, I do. I I do as much as I can to conserve and try to reduce my own carbon footprint. Clearly, there are probably a number of things that I could do better. But yes, I focus on that every day. Do you have any vision for a park or any kind of development in the city Mm -hmm. Uh, Any sort of planning issue that you've always wanted to see done that you might push for now that you're in office? No, not, well, uh, expansion, continuation of the Riverwalk. I mean, that has just surpassed all expectations in popularity and really has brought our downtown alive in so many ways. So I want to ensure that that is expanded. But I want to continue the thoughtful development that has been put in place. You look at Historically, a lot would come open, a high rise would go up. Now we are creating whole neighborhoods. We have Water Street, we have Midtown, we have the West Bank. What's going on in West Shore area with West Shore Plaza and the West Shore Alliance? And then all the way to Uptown, what um, Mark Sharp is doing up there with the University Square Mall, Advent Hospital, USF, Yingling Brewery, and Bush Gardens. I mean, this is in my lifetime unprecedented. So to be able to continue that development in a thoughtful way, in a way that we are able to create the city we want and not have others dictate that city and that development, I think is an incredible opportunity. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. Why did you want to get into politics? (laughs) Looking around at national politics, it looks kind of like a thankless job, bruising battles. I know. What made you want to do it? You could apply that same analogy to a police department and the police chief. I don't look at the political end of it. And actually, I say I'm I'm not a politician. I said I'll be putting my petite size 11 foot in my mouth on a regular basis (laughs) with some of the things I say because I say it the way I see it. But what was attractive to me is the fact that I was born and raised here in Tampa. I love Tampa with all my heart. And this city's going to change more in the next decade than it has in my entire life. And to be a part of that is beyond rewarding. So it's just such an exciting time. And to be able to be a part of the change and to lead our city successfully into the future is something that I am looking forward to. 
Mayor Jane Castor, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's it for today's show. We always like to hear from you. You can tweet us at Florida Matters. You can find us on the WUSF Facebook page. Florida Matters is a production of WUSF Public Media. The engineer is George Govan. This week's show was produced by Steve Newborn. I'm Robin Sessingham. Thanks for listening.